Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. The Lord of Praise offering this morning. Fantastic. Wonderful. You can uh, take a seat. Thank you, worship team. Always taking us there. This morning, Vision Sunday. Today is Vision Sunday, this morning and tonight, and we've got uh, a lunch happening afterwards, a sausage sizzle, is coffee, free coffee afterwards, which is always a good thing, always an incentive, and uh, what we like to do uh, on Vision Sunday, amongst other things, is uh, just uh, we pray in our pastors and uh, for the the year, so we're going to be doing that in a moment, but just before we do that, we just want to... uh, going to do a transition and one of the dynamics of our church is that there's a constant uh, flow and change and dynamic of leadership in positions that we we want to keep things fresh and alive we want to help people find their fit we want to make sure people don't burn out in roles and that kind of thing and and we want to uh, make sure that we're giving due honor to people in their roles that they have fulfilled and give people opportunities to find their fit and their gifts. But uh, Dom and Peter have uh, been leading our youth for uh, about three years now, I think. Is it? Is it three years? Yeah. Two and a half years. Can you guys come and join me out here? Deb, can you come and join me? And um, <clears throat> so uh, these guys have done a great job looking after our youth, not just looking after them, actually investing into our youth. And they have a heart for youth, and uh, it's a great thing. I got a phone call for a reference for you the other day, Dom, so I put a good word in for you, so that's all good. You got the job. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it. Uh, Trinity, right? Yeah, well done. What are you going to be doing there? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we just wanted to thank you for what you've done with the youth for the last two and a half years. We've got a, a gift there for you and uh, a, a card with a gift in it. And, um, you know, it's... <clears throat> and we're actually uh, handing the, the youth ministry over to Joel and Giselle, uh, who are going to be taking it on. And so... But uh, these guys have done an extraordinary job just building relationship and connection and walked through some difficult conversations over time, which you've navigated really, really well. You know, I think that uh, youth ministry and leadership in this day and age has challenges that it certainly didn't happen when we were youth leaders back in the day. And so I just, you know, full credit to you for navigating some, you know, difficult conversations you know really really well and we love your heart for kids so thank you for all that you've done and uh, know that you continue to be a part of the church here and uh, that's all good it's all exciting lots of exciting things happening in your world really isn't there <laughs> so um, which is great but uh, and we're going to be praying in Joel and Giselle with the other pastors shortly but um, yeah Deb did you want to just say anything yeah, I just want to thank you for the work that you've been doing where's our youth who's here at the moment this morning some of our youth there's a few of them yeah, yeah, Joel's, Joel's youth, youth. Yeah. yeah he's a little bit older than youth but always feels young I do I'm youth um, <laughs> hey what we we love our youth and um, you know just for the times that they've gathered together 
in this home, in your home, and um, the, the, you know, the times that you've had, in the conversations you've had, you've seen growth and, um, and relationships strengthened. And that's what it's all about. Mm. And um, we just see that, you know, what you've sown in there, mm. there's going to be so much more because these kids mm. are taking the gospel of mm. Jesus Christ into their schools and they'll be taking them into their universities. Mm. And uh, we love the youth and we thank you, our parents, for dropping your children at youth mm. and uh, allowing them to have that time, you know, together and bond together and look out to see other youth so they can bring them in. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, just we love on you. That, <laughs> just on that, I just want to emphasise to you parents of youth age kids, these guys can't do their job if you don't actually entrust your kids to them for a period of time. And so you need to be actively uh, supporting um, what the church is doing in terms of the youth ministry because it's only if you get behind it that it will happen and it will succeed. So, uh, uh, you know, we're all in this together. One of the things that we're doing is looking down the track in terms of our next-gen ministry. So we want to make sure that uh, we've got good youth leaders and things in place so, so that your kids that might be five or ten years old now, in five or ten years' time, are going to be part of something that is going to develop them as, as young believers in the faith. And it's, it's all the more difficult in this day and age to actually raise kids, I think, in the household of faith. And that's why you've got to be even more intentional and deliberate about investing in your kids into, into youth ministry. So uh, once again, thanks, Dom and Pete, and uh, we love you guys. God bless you. Give them a hand. So I might get you to stay here with me, babe. So uh, if I can invite our pastoral our pastors up and our pastoral exec team to come and join us up on stage. So um, we're going to pray these guys in. But we actually um, want to do this uh, in a reasonably uh, formal and considered way because uh, we're entrusting in many ways the spiritual care and life and well-being of our church into the hands of trustworthy men and women such as these. And, uh, and so we are commending them to you today. And uh, so we just want to sort of update you on a few things. So I just want to read it out. Uh, so this is the ordination of our pastors. We do this every year. So Deb and I are the senior ministers. We pastor our pastors who are responsible to pastor the church. There's two levels of pastoral care for members of our church. The connect groups, which is the backbone of care. And we would love everyone in our church to be in a connect group. Connect groups care for one another, love each other, and are led by a connect group leader who leads by example in caring for other members of the connect group. Then there are the generational pastors. They are voluntary leaders who have the gift of encouragement and pastoral care. Generational pastors oversee the connect groups and coach and care the connect group leaders and also look out for people not in connect groups but are in that demographic. And today we're also ordaining our service pastors and our pastoral exec team. Uh, this year we've farewelled, as we've already done, Dom and Peter as youth leaders. Uh, we farewelled, um, when we say farewell, that's kind of a bit final, but it's actually not final. We're just kind of rearranging people. <laughs> so, um, Michelle, Michelle was there a minute ago, I thought. She won't. <laughs> she, oh, she went to get you. Okay, so, so Michelle has handed over to Alinta and, and kids, and we did, did that transition uh, late last year. But, uh, 
you know, I just love the heart and enthusiasm of the people in our church to accept responsibility. And so we're appointing new pastors in certain roles, uh, shifting people around, uh, which is all part of what we prayerfully consider and do in the life of our church. So today we're praying in Alinta uh, as our children's pastor. Her husband Alex, I think, is in creche at the moment, uh, is ably supporting Alinta. We're praying in Joel and Giselle Quigley as our youth pastors. Ben and Emily Rundle, who couldn't make it for some reason today. I don't know what their commi- <laughs> where the commitment is. Although I do believe that Ben had a conversation with somebody. He said, I might just come in. The- no. But anyway... Uh, we're praying in Andrew and Nat Kingston, Ken and Rhonda Hubert. They'll all be ordained as our generational pastors, leaders and pastors. Stephen Christie Miles and Ben and Emily Rundle as our Sunday service pastors. Sarah Hill is our C3 Cares service pastor. She's not here today. She's been unwell. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, and Dendi and Olivia uh, as our international pastors. And uh, this time... For the first time, we're praying in our newly formed pastoral executive team, which is uh, Ben Aiken, Matt DeQuino. Matt's not able to be here this morning. Sam is around. She was here a minute ago too, so she's gone out in creche as well. Matt and Sam were service pastors, but we've moved them around and we're just uh, shuffling things. Uh, So uh, uh, Matt DeQuino, Christy Miles, Ben Rundle and Giselle Quigley are all part of our pastoral exec. Uh, And we want... As members of the church, we want to help you understand uh, that, uh, who your certain area pastors will be. So if you have kids in kids' church, talk to a linter. If you're a young adult, um, a connect group or family, then uh, talk to Ben and Emily. If you're in a youth connect group or have youth, talk to Joel and Giselle. If you have a connect group of people uh, mostly between 30 and 50, or if you're in that connect group, Andrew and Nat, give us a wave, Andrew and Nat. Right, no, full circle, okay. Uh, so, and um, over 50s, Ken and Rhonda, give us a wave, Ken and Rhonda. So, um, but if you don't go to a connect group yet, uh, but you're in that dem- in one of those demographics, picture the face and put a name to it and connect with them. So, um, Deb, I'll get you just to explain what it is to be a pastor in the church. Yep. To be a pastor, yeah, we take ordaining someone as a pastor very seriously in the church. And a pastor is a person who is called to serve God's people by loving, teaching, leading and guiding them. Steve and I receive our credentials from C3 Church Movement and then um, is our responsibility to ordain our pastors here in the local church. Uh, These credentials are reviewed annually and as it will be with our local church pastors. This is something we prayerfully consider. And uh, yes, we have a great bunch of pastors right here on stage. Would you agree? Yes. Thank you. So when we're considering ordaining or appointing or anointing a pastor, we consider first their character, second their calling, and then thirdly their willingness to pay the price. And so... uh, when it comes to character, nobody's perfect, uh, but, um, but you know, we're characterised by behaviours and, and, uh, and commitments that are consistent and in accordance with the Word of God. And so we present these people to you as people who qualify as consistently uh, characteristic of men and women of the quality, biblical qualities that are required. Uh, the second is calling. 
we sense a calling on people's lives and we challenge and call that out of people. One of the more difficult responsibilities we have as senior ministers is to, to see and identify and call out what we see in people. And so uh, uh, these guys have willingly responded to, to that. And so uh, we are appreciative of that. And then there's the willingness to pay the cost because... Uh, not only is it the, the logistical and the physical aspects of being a leader, there is the warfare that component that goes with it. So there, uh, we need to pray coverage over our pastors, and, and Deb and I would obviously appreciate that over us as well, because it, you know, whenever you're doing anything for the kingdom of God, there is a, an enemy who does not want to see you succeed or does not want to see you carry through or follow through. And so it takes, there's a price to pay. There's a cost for laying down of your life to be a pastor and to serve God's people. And uh, there's a, a tremendous sense of privilege that goes with that, but also personal sacrifice. And so for all of these people, we commend them to you as our church. They have a godly character. They have a strong sense of calling. And they are living a life of sacrificial servant-heartedness. And so now I'm going to address all of you. This is the charge to you this morning that Deb and I are charging you with. Solemnly urge you before God and before Jesus Christ, who will one day judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. Be strong in the grace and the special favor God gives you in Christ. Teach and be an example to the truths and lifestyle that you have been taught in. Work hard so that God can approve you. Show kindness to all. Avoid arguments and slander. Live in the faith and love that you have in Christ. With the help of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, carefully guard what has been entrusted to you. And finally, complete the ministry God has given you. We're going to just lay hands on you guys now. Deb and I will, and we'll pray. If you'd like to reach your hands out to, to these guys, well, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for each and every one. Lord, pray your anointing and touch on Dendi and Livia. Thank you for them and their heart for you, your people, and your house. Father, we pray. Ken and Rhonda, Lord, we thank you for the, the 50s plus. We thank you, God, that there would be a thriving, faith-filled community of, of believers in that age group. We thank you for your anointing and touch on Ken and Rhonda. Thank you for Steve and Christy, God. We thank you, Lord, as they service pastors in the morning, part of the pastoral executive team. We just thank you for your touch and anointing upon them. Pray your covering and protection over them as they raise their family. Lord, we just thank you for what is on them. Pray for Ben. Lord, thank you for all that he brings, Lord, to the life of the church. For ben and Michelle and their beautiful kids, we pray you touch upon them afresh this morning. Thank you for wisdom, discernment, insight. Thank you for sensitivity to you, God. Thank you for your anointing upon him. Father, we pray for Joel and Giselle. We pray, lift up to you the youth of our church, the, the youth that aren't even here yet. We lift up to you the youth of the surrounding schools, the state schools, schools that have no concept of what God or who God is. Lord, we just thank you for a fruitfulness and an anointing upon Joel and Giselle. We pray you're covering over them and their family as they shoulder this responsibility and we thank you for lord a thriving next generation ministry in the life of our church thank you god thank you for for Nat and andrew we pray your blessing upon them god thank you lord 
So minister to the families. Create opportunities, God. Touch them, bless them, anoint them. God, give them wisdom and discernment. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for Alinta. Lord, anoint her for this incredible responsibility and role with our children. Thank you for her and Alex. We pray your blessing and covering and protection over their marriage, God. We thank you for this new bub due any day now, God. We pray for a swift and safe, uncomplicated delivery. We just thank you, Lord, for every child in the life of our church, that they would grow up in the wisdom and nurture of God. Father, we thank you for Matt and Sam. We pray you touch upon them. Pray for their family, God. We thank you for them. Thank you for who they are and what they bring. Lord, we pray for your anointing upon them. We thank you for them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. One of the things that is really important for Deb and I is that we create a place that is safe for people, but is also challenging, challenging in your faith, that you'll be challenged to grow in the things of God. And so together we're on this journey. And so uh, church, I commend to you your pastors and leaders for 20, 2019. Why don't you give these guys a hand? Thank you so much. So you hopefully, uh, thanks Jack, have your uh, vision cards, that um, these ones that you're filling out and writing on. If you do that during the service, that's okay. We're going to be praying over, pastors and leaders going to be praying over you at the end of the service. Uh, and uh, I, would, I would just encourage you, even in the course of the next 15 or 20 minutes, just to say, God, what are you putting on my heart? What am I believing you for? What is this, the faith process in this time, in this moment? And uh, I, I, I just sort of, um, uh, earlier when we were having prayer with a um, pre-service prayer meeting in the pulpit meeting, I just asked, the, anybody got any... Uh, answered prayer or goals and dreams and visions that they wrote down from last year that, that have actually come to pass. So I'm going to get a couple of people to come and tell us their story. So can I have another mic, that one that was here? Thanks. Um, Anna, where's Anna? Can I get you to come and, um, and share with us? Why don't you welcome Anna? Didn't she lead, worship this morning beautifully? How good is that? So just tell us what it was that you written, wrote last year and what's happened okay um i had a couple of things uh one was work related i just i was waiting to hear back about a job um for my graduate year out of nursing and i got it um and awesome. yeah and i'm just about to finish it and i've got another contract to go into as well so Beautiful. yeah that's awesome yeah. um and then the second one that i can think of um i just wrote down that I wanted to deepen um, my friendships um, get and just, yeah, create new ones as well. And, yeah, this year's just been that year, a year for that. Uh, yeah, wow. deepen relationships with people in Connect Group and creative team and, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so. just tell me about that, how's, how, the, how that was worked. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know, I think just spending time with people, getting to know them a bit better and um, making myself available for those, I don't know, time to get yeah. to know people or just yeah. hanging out outside of church and, um, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. What I love about your story is that there was the in intensely practical element of a job and, and, and you're believing for that, but then also the really personal element of friendships, you know, because it's like, oh, God, can I believe you for friendships and deeper friendships? And, you know, we can. So, so thank you for sharing your story. Appreciate that. Give Anna a hand. And uh, I wanted to ask, uh, where's Andrew? Here he is. Welcome, Andrew. Come and... Uh, so I asked the same question of Andrew. So uh, do you want to tell, tell everybody what your response was? Thanks, Pastor Steve. <laughs> uh, look, um, 12 months ago, looking at uh, the year ahead, Vision Sunday, I thought, uh, contemplating, Lord, yeah, how can I be led by you this year? Not what I want to do, but what you want to do uh, with me. Uh, sitting there and praying, and um, the Lord reminded me of a time in the mid-90s when I was at Hillsong and uh, Pastor Brian Houston, um, Houston prayed over me and said, you're going to be a leader. Uh, didn't make, mean, you know, make much sense or mean much at the time. Um, and many years I spent away from the Lord. So it's taken sort of 25 years to come to fruition. But the Lord wow. reminded me of that moment uh, this time last year. And so when I wrote down um, on my vision uh, goals for last year to be a leader and to lead a connect group, and I thought, wow, this... It's going to be a challenge. I've never done that before. It's going to be a stretch. Uh, I don't know how to do this. So under the mentorship of uh, Nat and Andrew Kingston have uh, allowed Aaron and I to lead a connect group over the past sort of six months. And we're stepping into it again this year. So next Friday is our first uh, connect group. So it's taken many years to sort of step into that and trust God uh, and be led by him uh, and believe and, and make that commitment. Yeah, that's extraordinary. So something that had been kind of seeded in you 25 years ago. What did that feel like when it kind of got brought back to your remembrance last year? Yeah, look, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Lord, is that, were you really speaking to me? <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, uh, yeah, it was sort of a bit of, of shock and can I do this? Probably self-doubt uh, and having to trust and believe that uh, those yeah. words were spoken. It was a prophecy yeah. from God and to mm. trust God and to step into that mm. and believe that with his support and strength, mm. I'll be able to grow mm. in him. Yeah. and be able to lead others uh, yeah. to help grow in him as well. Beautiful. So you and Emily leading that together? Yeah, so look, you, Why would anybody want to come to your connect group? <laughs> if it takes you 25 years to respond to God like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome to Joy. <laughs> it, is, it is growing fast. I think we were talking the other night during the week. Um, we'll have up to eight families if, if everyone turns up, and, right. and up to 28 people, including children. Uh, so that's a, good, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, so you're welcome to, to join. We're in MacArthur. Uh, so if you'd like to join, more than welcome, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's all about sharing and uh, confiding in one another and, and growing in Christ. So Beautiful. Emma has to uh, put up with me and she's like, are you sure that's the call? <laughs> so she's been a fantastic support, uh, a rock behind me as well. Yeah, beautiful. That's awesome. Thank you for that story. I Thanks love it. Bless you, mate. You. <laughs> join this connect group if you want to. So, uh, very good. So our vision is to change Canberra, impact Australia and touch the world. And that's a pretty broad sort of vision. And um, coming down from that, our mission is to connect people to Christ and his church, to grow disciples and to reach the lost. 
And then we value the values that undergird all of that. Spiritual depth and passion, communal engagement, sacrificial servant-heartedness, relational integrity, conversational clarity and sustainable legacy. I want to create a place where it's, um, you are encouraged and released to grow in the things of God. You know, if we think about the, the vision to change Canberra, it's like that happens one person at a time. You, out there in the workforce, in the school system, in the neighbourhood, with the mums, wherever it is, one person at a time, you carrying the presence of God into your workplace, into the public servants, into the halls of power that some of us work in here. And, uh, and so to change Canberra is, you know, one person at a time. You will play a part in that because uh, we're in probably the most atheistic uh, territory in Australia, uh, and so we're at the in the uh, this, the seed bed of everything that is anti-God in this nation comes out of this place. So it it will be intimidating for you and I to share our faith in certain situations, and so we've got to exercise discernment and discretion as to how we do that. But that's going to Canberra will change as you and I change the people around us or allow God to change us so that we can influence the people around us. But as a, as a group, this time last year, we launched out uh, C3 Queanbeyans. So that... Uh, and so they, two weeks ago, they celebrated their first birthday. Um, they, they have, at the moment, about 90 people on their pastoral care role. And last Sunday, they baptised their first baptism service. They baptised six people. That's a way... That's awesome. So that is a way that C3 Monash collectively is helping change Canberra. And because uh, you look at our, our phenomenal worship team, but uh, what maybe you don't realise is that every week, there's, uh, or three of the four weeks each month, uh, part of our worship team are down at Queanbeyan supporting and helping them get underway with that. So the last 12 months, we've sent uh, children's church workers, musicians and uh, preachers down there uh, regularly and we're still doing that we've pulled back from uh, the kids ministry down there because they're now in a place where they can do it themselves so and it will happen with the music and the pulpit as well so that's part of the journey that you and I as a church have been on and the the weight that we feel and the responsibility that we feel with that but that that is awesome and so it's phenomenal Another thing that's been happening is C3 Cares, which I think we started, was it three years ago, two years ago? It's only been, I think it's been going two full years. And uh, Sarah Hill has uh, had a vision for this and been leading it out really strong. At the, uh, the end of last year for the Christmas service, this whole place was packed out. There was 130 people for a sit-down meal here. People that are on maybe doing it a bit tough and um, uh, struggling in life a little bit, but, but the mission of our church has enabled us to reach them and Sarah Hill has done a phenomenal job. We need to pray for Sarah. She's been unwell basically all year and um, was able to make the first one, uh, first C3 Cares last Wednesday and there was over 50 people back for that but uh, there's a warfare that goes around advancing uh, and bringing a message of hope. But I'm going to get Mark to just come and tell us a bit of a story because, um, you know, Mark is a walking miracle in himself. Um, and uh, at the Christmas party here last year with 130 people, 
this man, he belts out a tune. I tell you what, like, you're, will I come down? I might come. Oh, come, down, come okay. Down. So just, um, yeah, so tell us about C3 Cares. Well, C3 Cares is a great opportunity. Sorry. That's all right, Yeah, no, C3 Cares is a great opportunity for people who are, as you were saying, underprivileged or just down on their luck yeah. to have a food. Yeah. You know, we are able to feed them and then give yeah. them um, a bag of goodies yeah. or groceries yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. And we thank Oz Harvest a lot for that. Yeah. And the meals, are, uh, some of the meals are supplied by the Southern Cross Club, so they've yeah. come on board. Yeah. And it's great as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah. And it's not just people who are... Mm. People might be by themselves at Christmas mm. or by themselves during the week and yeah. they just need conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we all come in handy. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, we're part of a team, Sarah yeah. Hill... Yep. is in charge of that. Mm. And um, I think there's about a dozen of us in the, out there. Mm. Do, just put your hands up. Those involved with C3 Cares. Give them an idea. Just look around. The Wonderful. people who are involved at the moment. There's about yeah. a dozen of us. Yeah. We are looking for more people. Great. Starting the 26th of February. So, yeah. or next. So it's every se It's the first and third First Wednesday and fourth. First and fourth. Okay. Oh, second and fourth, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Second, second and fourth. <laughs> but... Um, Turn, turn up sometime. Just turn up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Last Wednesday and then the 26th of February. Yeah, okay. But we are still looking for help. We've lost yeah. a lot of our helpers and we still would, if you've got time on a Wednesday, it's um, yeah. between 10.30 and yeah. about 2 o'clock. Yeah. So on the lunchtime or if you only work shift work, yeah. we'd be happy to see you. Beautiful. And just um, those people with, who work at C3 Cares, so put their hands up again. And the people who just look around and get an idea and if you want to help, Come and see one of us, and yeah. as you're saying, and yeah. prayers goes out to Sarah yeah. as well. Absolutely, yeah, we'll pray for her in a moment. But uh, you, you mentioned that there's a lot of people there that have been down on their luck and that kind of thing. So you've had a pretty tough couple of years. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, um, with the strokes and the TIAs, yeah. you know, I, I get knocked about a bit. Yeah. But one thing I always remember is God's always there beside us. He doesn't yeah. always have to heal us, but he can help us. Yeah. And the strength I go through and Helen goes through, yeah. um, we just pray to God and give us the strength. Yeah. Um, in Hebrews, I think it says hope and it talks about hope and prayer and strength. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we try and rely on. Right. And I mean, you've got an incredible girl beside you, haven't oh, you, Helen? She's yeah. been magnificent. Yeah. And it, just as much pressure for her, I might have the injuries, but she has to look after me sometimes. Yeah. We have good days and bad days, but yeah. at the end of the day, we still... Yeah. It's all got our Lord on our shoulders to help yeah. us along. And so what's your bottom line motivation, despite what, you, what you're personally struggling with, to come and serve in C3 Cares? Well, as most people know, I was working a 10 to 12 hour a day job, and I've gone from that to doing nothing. And I just said, Lord, what would you like me to do? And then the C3 Cares came up, and I was yeah. looking at that, and I thought, one door opens and uh, another, as one door closes. Yeah. And it's been brilliant. It's yeah. been a calling type of thing. Wow. The Lord kind of Beautiful. pushed me that way and it's fantastic. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't have asked for a yeah. better calling. Right. Beautiful. That's amazing. Can I, let's just, I'm going to pray for you and we're going to pray for Sarah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ministry of C3 Cares in the life of our church. For every single person that is uh, delivered with a message of hope. We thank you that, Lord, that seed, that incorruptible seed, would, would lodge in their, the soil of their soul and come to life. 
We pray your blessing upon Mark and Helen. We thank you that despite the challenges that they have faced on a regular basis, that their heart is still to serve you and to build your house. We pray your covering and protection and continued healing over Mark in Jesus' name. And we lift up Sarah to you now. We pray for your healing touch upon her right now. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for the vision that you've placed in her heart, the call that is on her life. We pray you would touch her and bless her as we pray. In Jesus' name, we lift up C3 Cares to you right now. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Bless you, Mark. Awesome. Oh, and oh, what, what was in your bag there, by the way? Oh. I just, um... <laughs> what I've been doing is um, we stopped giving out bags and we're only giving out little bits of forms. So I said, no, that's, we need something, a hope or something for the people that are mm. coming in. So in the bag, on the bag it says, you are amazing, you are brave, you are strong. Because some of the people we see are so far down, um, they walk in here and... The love we give them, they burst into tears, but we don't want the love to stop here. Yeah. We want them to be able to go home and feel like they've got a place to come that's yeah. safe. Yeah. Um, inside, it's got... Oh, there's one of the sayings from, he, uh, from Proverbs. It says, hope, heart, and the tree of life. And they're magnets that I've made up, that they stick on the fridge. Mm. It's just something just to say, yeah. you, are, you are thought about. Yeah, um, and even the ba- even though I've got some wristbands in there, it says yeah. never give up and yeah. things like that. Beautiful. And we've got to get that across to the people. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord is good, the Lord is strong, yeah. and with his help, yeah. you can Absolutely. do anything. Absolutely. <laughs> Your walking example of that, you guys are. Bless you. Love you guys. I think one of the things that's going to happen too is that uh, there's... Um, a housing development being built next door and where at the moment Rhonda's putting together some, a whole bunch of hampers that we're going to be giving the residents as they move in. But uh, believing that there'll be an opportunity to minister into that uh, environment as well. So, you know, plenty of opportunity to, uh, uh, to change Canberra and uh, touch Australia. But um, alrighty, let me keep moving on real quick. Just a couple of quick thoughts. So you're writing down... We're all writing down our dreams, our visions, our goals, our aspirations, whatever they may be. God breathed uh, bigger than where we're at now. And I think that that is really important. But I just a couple of, I'll just bounce through a few quick things. So there's two, two things that uh, I think are really important for you and I in our Christian walk. Two things. Number one, we need to be in a small group. And number two, we need to be serving. Those two things will change your world. And, and we've heard testimony of that today. But if, if we can... And I, I, I think that uh, society today and uh, the... the um, how would I put it? The Canberra vibe kind of rails against both of those. And so we're finding ourselves fighting a spiritual battle just to get into that place. I read this scripture in Job 42, uh, the last chapter of Job 42 verse 5, and it says this, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. And that grabbed me as a, as a vision message, because I thought, here is Job, who, and everybody knows, you know, poor old Job, Job everybody's had Job moments in their lives, right? It's kind of like, here is a guy who lost everything, 
he lost his family. He lost his business. He was the wealthiest man in the world at the time. He went bankrupt. He lost his health. Uh, lost everything. His friends, so-called friends, came around and tried to comfort and, and gave you know, words that were not in any way, shape or form comforting at all. And uh, God takes them aside and sorts them out uh, after he's restored Job. But the thing about Job was that he got to the place where he realized he knew about God, but didn't know God personally himself. So this scripture, I've heard about you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. It's like we need a personal encounter with God so that we understand the motivation of why we do what we do. I read a scripture like that and I think that there is a motivation for me to pray for my grandkids. That even though they might hear about God and they come to church, but until they actually see him for themselves, they're not going to grow in the things of God. And my encouragement today to you would be, look for God in the midst of your circumstances. The worse your circumstances, prob probably the clearer you will be able to see God. I love the heart of Mark and Helen in the midst of multiple challenges that they have personally faced, but in the midst of that, they are serving God and building something. And I think that's extraordinary. I love the fact that, that God can sow the seed in a man's heart 25 years ago and not let it die and call it forth and, and, and he responds. You know, unless we see God for ourselves and know him for ourselves. And I believe that, um, that we're ripe for a, a move of God that we have not seen for a long time. I want the next generations to experience a move of God that, that I experienced in the 70s when I got saved. And we saw in the 90s when there was uh, incredible revival sweeping around the world. And so there's a sense in which, well, you know, I want to tell the stories because I, I want you to get hungry for what God can do and will do in and through us. So that scripture for me, um, but now my eyes see you, is, is challenging. I love the way it talks about it in the message. It says this, I admit, I once lived by rumors of you. Now I have it all firsthand from my own eyes and ears. I'm sorry, forgive me, I'll never do that again, I promise. I'll never live on the crusts of hearsay or the crumbs of rumor. It's got to be real, it's got to be personal, and it's got to be alive for you and I. And the way we can do that, the way that we can bring it back down, because there's so many options out there for you and I to grow in the things of God. And I shared a couple of weeks, about, uh, weeks ago out of the scripture in Ephesians where it talks about we need to grow up in all things. And so the challenge for you and I is how do we do that? Well, if you will place yourself in a connect group, a small group, some sort of discipleship group, if you take an opportunity to serve, then that will um, steer you in that direction like nothing else will. And I want to encourage you in that. And so uh, Ephesians, just revisiting that scripture, 4.15, it says this, But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way in him who is the head into Christ. We all talk about speaking the truth in love part of that scripture. 
But I would rather focus on we must grow up in every way. You and I must grow up in every way. We must grow up emotionally, relationally, spiritually. We've got to grow up in faith. We've got to grow up in our belief of God. All of these sorts of things. And, um, and so that needs to be the focus. For us, you know, the, the measurement of success is, is not more or bigger or better. It's, it's deeper. It's are we actually growing up in the things of God? Uh, am I growing up in every way that he is calling me to? And it's, um, you know, it's always fascinating to watch things grow. I've, we've heard stories of people who have responded to God speaking to them. And I believe that God is speaking to you. He's charging your heart, challenging you. Grow up in certain ways so that you can be used by him. And uh, we're not to remain juvenile or immature or just... Uh, the milk feeding on the milk of babies. You and I need to be able to grow up in the things of God. So the first thing is, why a small group? Why is it important to be in a small group? I think it, our destiny is tied up in our relationships. Our, our future is tied up in our relationships. If you're not married now, then your future spouse is you're going to have to meet them sooner or later. How, 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 you, you've got to meet people, right? It's like we need to, our future is um, tied up in our relationships. When Deb and I were newly married, I think uh, our first, our daughter maybe just born or Deb was pregnant or whatever, we decided that we would have a small group in our home. And uh, for 12 months, one person came along. Sandy, Sandy came along for 12 months, Deb and I, and then Christy arrived in the midst of that, I think, at the same time. But it's like we felt that this was going to be what God wanted to do. And so there's a lot of opportunity to get discouraged when things don't work out the way you want them to. The amazing thing is that that girl, Sandy, something like 25 years later, well, she got married uh, and we drifted away. But 25 years later, it turned out that she was... Um, a friend of somebody in our church at Kingscliff and that Sandy had married a guy who was an itinerant preacher. So we got Sandy and her husband to preach in the church at Kingscliff. And that, that connection had been born like 20 years earlier through Deb and I just, well, turning up at our own home, but opening the door for <laughs> anybody who did. But, you know, our destiny is wrapped up in our connections. And so, you know, we, well, we moved from that first home when we were married to a place in Harbord and, um, we just, uh, and our connect group started to grow. And um, we would have acoustic guitar worship and uh, we, we struck up conversations with the neighbours next door, immediately next door. And they said every, time, every week on Wednesday night we, we switch off the TV and our family sits around the table and listens to you guys singing to God. And it was, and, and it's kind of like... Wow, that's, you know, and, and it was, um, we had no idea really what we were doing. It was like I remember saying to Gary, who would play guitar, play that song that makes us all feel good, you know, and it's like, oh, that's the anointing. I didn't know that at the time, but it's like, I knew it felt good, so just play that song, you know, and, uh, uh, but our, our small group grew, and so in that, in that, in that two-bedroom room, we broke into three groups in that unit, and uh, Eventually, they went off uh, into three different connect groups. And the, the thing about it is, it's, you, you don't lose friendships, you gain friendships. Because you're still friends with the ones that were there, but you've actually now got more friends because you're investing into more people. And it's, it's what we're designed to do as Christians. 
And so for me, it's incredibly valuable to be in a small group and, in, and connecting relationally. And uh, the thing about it is the scripture talks about gathering together corporately and going from house to house. And so I'll just I'll skip over that and I'll go to... Uh, so that's, you know, I want to encourage you, uh, become part of a small group. We have table at the back and after this morning, you can go up, have a look at the list of small groups and sign up for one. Put your name down. Or you can say, I'd love to start a small group and put your name down and we can talk to you. There's a table at the back. I would love to see you. I would love to see you being discipled through a small group kind of opportunity. The second thing is serving on a team. You will grow up in Christ when you learn how to serve on the team. I had a friend who, led, who is instrumental in my coming to Christ. And um, my friend Craig, uh, still friends to this day, he was uh, um, on our bridal party uh, and uh, we celebrated his son's wedding a few uh, year or two back and we were all together, you know, still friends to this day. And, uh, but um, Craig uh, did a trade, he became a mechanic, uh, didn't really like being a mechanic and, uh, and so just hadn't found his fit. He bought into a business, um, plastic welding, fixing bumper bars and cars and stuff like that. That didn't go so well and fell apart. And he was at a, a loss as to what to do. But he just decided, so through his connection in a, in a small group, a guy invited him to say, well, why don't you come along and um, uh, just stand behind a camera at church on Sunday and just do some videoing. So he did. And over time, as the, ch the church grew, it had a television ministry. And so Craig ended up uh, get getting rostered on, learnt the skill of what it was to be a cameraman. And, uh, and so over a period of time, ended up working for Channel 7 and is now a cameraman on the Sunrise Show for Channel 7. And that all came out of serving in the local church. And the thing about it is, latent inside you and I are these gifts that God has put there that he wants to draw out of you and I to use to build the house. But if we don't put ourselves out there to actually make the effort, it won't happen. And so my encouragement to you is to go to the table at the back on the way out. There's opportunities to serve up there and sign up to serve. And you might say, well, I don't know. We'll just... Sign up on any team, and then, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll move you. But serve. Serve somewhere. Because you will grow, and the church will grow. When you sign up for a connect group, you will grow, and the church will grow. And so it becomes a win-win kind of a situation. It's not that hard. And so we actually want to make sure that, that you're given every opportunity to uh, grow up in the things of God uh, in, in these sorts of ways. Small group, serve. Small group, serve. That's as boils it down, as simple as that. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.